The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the host and of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any entity that the host and or guest have, are, or will be affiliated with. Any content provided by the hosts or any of the guests are their opinion. Literature discretion is advised. All right, hello, and welcome to Throwing Tomatoes, the podcast where we take a random look through movie history, except for this time, we're not throwing tomatoes. It is our Halloween special. We're throwing pumpkins. Ooh. <laughs> Shut up, it's spooky. I'm joined here by a guest you know. That would be Xander. I sound pretty bad. <laughs> yes, he's, he's going to be sounding uh, Mr. Deep Voice Xander. And I guess you don't know. Uh, he is, uh, one of my longtime friends, and, uh, I mean, we've had a lot of misadventures together. JD! Yo! <laughs> so, uh, the randomizer, in its infinite wisdom, selected Blood and Lace. Has anyone heard this, of this movie? Not one bit. Yeah, on the, uh, I might have heard it in reference on the, um, Kill Count guy from YouTube. Nope. He has <laughs> never mentioned that. Then No. It just sounds similar to something else. And that's James A. Janice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I just happened to pull up the summary on Wikipedia. Uh, Blood and Lace is a 1971 American slasher film. The film follows an orphan teenager who arrives at a remote orphanage run by a madwoman and her handyman, both sadists and child murderers. Okay. So a child murderer owning... An orphanage. That's yeah, just free real estate. Kids <laughs> two kids <laughs> going to die. <laughs> yeah, two kids going to die tonight. Well, uh, so what's everybody's... Let's get a gauge on everybody right now. Uh, what's everybody's relationships with horror movies? We'll start with Xander. Uh, I used to not like them, but now I, I like them a lot. They're kind of cheesy. I like watching the old ones, like the original Halloweens and stuff. But not back this far. <laughs> not to the 70s. Uh, JD? I find the lack of common sense hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like horror movies. It's good at night. Just watch them every now and then. Uh, my relationship with horror movies is like my relationship with pretty much anything. It's very complicated and interesting. But only for me. So basically, I like horror movies over there. Like, uh, arm's length. I like learning about them. I like, uh... What are y'all laughing about? It's a podcast, man. It's just invisible representation. Yeah. I said arm's length. No, no, you said you first went... No, no, I like no, them you... over there. <laughs> you know, over there, like the, the audience you. can see. <laughs> it's early, alright. Um, anyway. Sorry, long night. <laughs> it's okay. It's not like you get... You got more sleep than me, man. Hey. It didn't help. Well, all we know is that it's probably going to be a generic slasher, so... Yeah, but the problem is it's before slashers, so... The 71. Well, the cover had a person what? hitting someone with a hammer. Well, you think it's going to be like that movie where a hitchhiker-killing serial killer picks up a serial-killing hitchhiker? No. no. That's an actual movie. I can't remember oh, the name, but that yeah. is an actual movie. I mean, we... I kind of I kind of <laughs> hoped we got... Uh, I think Amityville Horror was on the list there too. Or I was a sucker. I was hoping for Halloween, the first one. <laughs> no, you were hoping for the uh, Rob Zombie remake. That was so bad. It's <laughs> awful. Anyway, uh, we're getting just we're stalling because well, there's not really much to talk about if you don't no. know anything about it. So you know, this is just going to be the part where we uh, cut as usual. So join us when we're back for our thoughts on. Blood and Lace, here on the podcast, formerly known as Throwing Tomatoes, but for this month only, Throwing Pumpkins. Alright, well, that was Blood and Lace. Um, yes, it was. That was a movie that we saw. <laughs> I don't know why I had the title. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know why I had Lace in the title. Oh, I the only why. lace there was was curtains or uh, laces. Laces like uh, prostitutes wear lace. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. So, it should have been blood and grooming. Yeah, no. <laughs> blood and bad choices. Uh, blood and bad touch. So, uh, this. All right. Well, we should probably start at the beginning. Um, oh my god! The epic POV shot of the hammer. Yeah, we had a <laughs> claw hammer POV. No, this was FPS with a with a claw hammer. Honestly, yeah, it really was. That lasted. That was also used as a dowsing rod for a little bit. Well, first thing that happened was uh, we had about two and a half minutes of opening credits. It's the seventies. They had a lot more patience back then. By and that I mean it? they put the credits at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, they put the credits at the beginning of the movie, and um, it's that still frame with the um. Red text. The the ever so classic bum 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 music. Yeah, uh, I don't think I think I have to do some research into when stock libraries were a thing. But this movie probably used all of them because it was nothing but stock sound effects. It had a budget of a ham sandwich and a half. And um, I, I mean, final kill count for that movie was low too. Was there like three? No, well, four. Actually, four and possibly two. In the opening, it starts with, you know... It starts with... A the, mysterious killer walking through the house. I mean, didn't they do that same shot in uh, Halloween? Yes, but it was a bit more tactically done, and it didn't look like somebody just holding a hammer dead center in front of them. <laughs> that was kind of funny. It, it was because it showed Michael Myers with the clown mask on, and he had the knife. And it shows, like, the POV of the knife. No, it's the POV you're seeing through the two eye holes of the clown mask. And then he looks at the knife for some reason. He looks at the knife, and then he starts stabbing his sister. But at least it's more in a natural position than And it finally gets out of that POV when he walks outside, and they pull the mask off. They pull the mask off, and it's him looking dead-eyed. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This didn't have that kind of classiness, which is Mm, weird to say about Halloween. Um, It wasn't scary, just... Disturbing. Shock value. Yeah. Shock value, huh? This was this was in the era where you could just kind of do, just throw whatever that would get people to clutch their pearls and call it a horror movie. Because I wouldn't really call this a horror movie. It's more like a, like a thriller. Or a... Uh, more of a slight suspense than a thriller. Yeah, that that's you... rude to suspense movies. Fair enough, fair enough. It just wasn't good. It's just an out there movie. It, it was okay, and then it went downhill quick. It's well, kind of like the 70s version of uh, you're shooting a horror movie in your backyard. Mm-hmm. You mean like Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> was that a plot point in Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, no, 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 I'm just saying it's like Napoleon Dynamite. Like, budget-wise, feels like. Well, Napoleon Dynamite had a bigger budget than this for sure, but fair enough. The, fair enough. It was like the iPhone filmed in the backyard. <laughs> they wish they had iPhones <laughs> in the seventies. Yeah, there's a term for it. It was like a shot on shittio, but this was before that because the, all the shot on shittio stuff was people with their like uh, VHS camcorders. This was definitely on film. Um, you could. There was like the scratchiness and the mm-hmm. the stuff in it. Um, the aspect ratio was the first thing I wrote down. It was, I think, I think they call it like a, they cropped it for widescreen yeah. or it 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 was in the usual like if you had a tube TV and it would fit on a tube TV. Yeah, you had the two black bars on the side. Yeah, yeah, no, like the it was, classic classic full screen. We had to choose between either having the two black bars on the side. Or widescreen, we had the two black bars on top and bottom. Yeah, pretty. It's an old, it's an older movie. That's to be expected. I think it's yeah. Three, there four, there was no filled the screen. It was always right. One perspective or the other. There's a lot of ketchup blood, as I like to call it in this it, movie. It wasn't really ketchup, more of red paint. <laughs> red paint, yeah. Like it, it wasn't the color of ketchup. Whoa. It was like that bright red, like barn red paint. Yeah, barn barn red blood. <laughs> I think I played bass for them. Um, <laughs> Actually, that's a cool band name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Barn Red Blood. It is a good name. <laughs> um, 
we get to the point where the hammer finds the room with the two people in it. <laughs> Eventually, yes. And then like, we what, have five to have minutes? the awesome ten second of the uh, person turn the hammer to the claw side. <laughs> and then another ten seconds before they actually swing and start killing people. <laughs> and this was way back when they couldn't actually show like what realistic being hit when a hammer was. I... Because they just kind of drew with the ketchup blood, as you said, on them. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, the prosthetics did not look great. No, they, no, didn't. they did not. I mean, this movie only props on early for using. 70s. I mean, it's old times. They had these right. practical effects. This movie only but, had a budget of uh, it was two hundred mil, not two hundred million. It was two hundred thousand dollars. I thought you were about to say two dollars and a ham sandwich. As I joked it before, it's it's like a ham sandwich <laughs> and a half with this movie. They had two. The the cheapest thing to do in a movie is to shoot on location. Because you don't have to pay for a soundstage and stuff. I, I feel like they went to one of the people's houses and shot there. Yeah, because there was like the the estate home that our main character, who's Ellie Masters, which is... Well, she wakes up from the nightmare of the yeah. person killing. And she's in the like, state hospital or an estate home or something. But it's the, some the other thing. The nightmare is first person view though, so that's a bit of foreshadowing there. You're not wrong. And honestly, I think we should have picked up on that. We should have. Y'all didn't pick up on that? No, no. I just thought it was unrelated. That's how slow this movie was. I got you, but still, it's the 70s. They kind of like hit you over the head with subtlety. Hammer? Yeah, the, the hammer of subtlety <laughs> really hit a lot of people in this movie. This movie was that, as I mean subtle three. as a brick labeled subtle to the face. It was. <laughs> so you figure out that it was Ellie's mother... Who gets killed in the opening. And, and some she, dude. And it's inferred and said that basically Ellie's mother's the... The, the town the, whore, come on. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I, she's a prostitute. You seen oversimplified, so... They're quite You're liberal very, with saying... She's a good kisser. Hey, yeah. hey, she's been with every man in town. Yep. And some out of town. Yeah. 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 Not a good childhood. No. Uh, there was a great line that uh, Ellie talked about something, something about how she was an orphan. I, I forget the context of it. It was like the the creepy cop, the yeah. the, the creepy ass cop, very creepy ass cop, <laughs> was like kind of half flirting with her, and like, this is after the movie has labeled her as a minor. They actually say in the movie, "You're a minor," and she's a minor. She has kid. to go to a uh, home. home. Yeah, but yeah. they say she's 18. So I guess the, I guess the the age of consent was 21 back in the 70s. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Quick Google shirt should fix that really quick. No, I'm too lazy. Um, <laughs> I don't really want my search history to be. What was the age of consent? Uh, 1970. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to show up on a watch list, so... <laughs> Are you kidding with all the crap we, <laughs> the crap we do? We're probably already on a list for unrelated reasons. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a writer, so I'm probably on a list for looking up weird things. I mean, remember back when we did Mutants and Masterminds, dude? We also I mean, I didn't know where to buy uh, propane tanks it. and uh, pressure cookers. I have looked up nuclear blast radiuses before, but that we're, we're off topic. <laughs> different story, different story, different story. I know, I know. Sorry. Uh, so we kind of established that Ellie's in a home. The cops really creepy. They're gonna take her to. Well, she's at she's at the hospital. She's at the hospital. They're gonna take her to Mrs. Deer's children's home or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they children need a, for the, the mentally gifted or something. The uh, social worker that's in charge of. Her and checking the home that they're going to meets up with the cop at a bar, and you learn about the cop's infatuation. Well, you skipped the whole point of when Ellie tried to run away. Oh, yeah, she, she, she met we were talking pedo about, cop. Oh, I thought we already said that since we were talking about pedo cop. No. Well, sh- pedo pedo <laughs> cop is uh kind of implied to be her dad, which. Ugh. God. Yeah, no. What do you mean implied? <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, we're kind of skipping a lot here. In that going to that point. No, nah, no. Nah, we this podcast we skip around everywhere. Yeah, no, no, no. Podcast. I did not like that 
tidbit of information released. I'm the host. That's why this podcast skips around. <laughs> I can't stay on one topic if I tried. So back on the real topic at hand. Yeah. Uh, really awkward line delivery. I'm a detective. And then it cuts. Okay. She goes, you're not like any cop oh, I've seen. No, no, Where's no, no, no. uniform? I'm a detective. I'm Cut. like, that's like the most serial killer like yeah, verse to I've make ever things heard. Worse, she ran from the hospital to just get away from it all. But this car pulls up beside her. She looks in, thinks it's the social worker, and starts to pick up pace. The car keeps pace with her. She starts to run. The car keeps pace with her. She runs off the road. The car stops. The guy gets out and starts chasing her. And he's like, why'd you run away from me? What like, the fuck did you think? <laughs> he's like, why are you chasing me? He's like, why did you run? That's not an appropriate answer. Um, <laughs> I think we're in the territory of everyone sucks in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, so we kind of cut. The only one who doesn't suck was Petey. <laughs> yeah, poor Pete. I wonder what happened. I'm going to go, Pete. I wonder what happened to poor Pete. Um... So, we find out that the children's home is run by a creepy, abusive, homeless handyman named Tom. Good old Tom. And then... Mrs. Deer is a complete... Owns the house. Yeah. Owns the house. She owns the orphanage and all that. Tom's the handyman. And she's all about that money. And also the tape handyman. Yeah. She's also a a bit of a Norman Bates type where she has like... Hang on, hang on. She has like the, uh, like the frozen corpse of her husband in a wheelchair that she talks to. I mean, she did successfully weekend at Bernie's, the social worker. (laughs) She did. She really did. Because he brings Ellie to the home and then he has to, while he's there, he has to do an inspection. But we skipped the part where, uh, Tom killed a kid. Yeah, no, Tom... Tom, Tom, like, had this tomahawk throw of a meat cleaver, which the physics involved is hilarious. He he threw it hard enough to cut through the guy's hand and also stick into the tree. Poor Ernest. Yeah, poor Ernest. We barely knew thee. Ernest was like... He caught him trying to escape and then... Got him getting ready to run, slapped him a couple times, and then Ernest made a break for it. Well... He didn't get too far. No. And Ernest, like, gets his hand cut off, hides in a bush. And, and dies. Bleeds out. <laughs> bleeds out. He bleeds all off screen. And then we, like, way, way later, way later than I thought, we see his, like, green... It wasn't even way later. That was, like, what, four days? Yeah, but, like, in the movie, it feels like an eternity. Yeah, no, it was, like, not even four days. I mean, he No, was... it was two days later. It depends on temperature and everything, uh... It was some severely advanced humidity plus uh, animals and animals stuff. Animals and stuff. Well. I mean, he wouldn't be green. Yeah, no, he was like yellowy green. Like You didn't know he was part plant? <laughs> He's returning to nature. <laughs> Return to nature. <laughs> right. Um, so, Ernest doesn't make it out and he's dead. So, I guess Ernest doesn't go to camp. Thank you, I'll be here all day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you found that one funny. Uh, my note is that, uh, a lot of walking and driving scenes so they can well, pad yeah, the movie when out. When he was getting her to the uh, orphanage, there's about a good minute of him just driving and then walking up to the building. A lot of old movies do that, actually. It's, it's because... It's filler. They gotta yeah. fill the time. They gotta get to around 90 minutes to be considered a movie, to be theatrical. Uh, because there wasn't a video market back then. This is 71. So there's no if you're if you want to make a movie there's nowhere to put it if you don't put it in a theater. So they had to get that 90 minutes somehow. To be yeah. fair they didn't get there. It was 87. Yeah, they didn't quite get there. <laughs> but hey, you just play the credits for another 3 minutes and we'll be good. Just slow the credits down to a low crawl and then bam. We're yep. Good. That's probably what they did in the theaters. I feel I feel sorry for the teenagers that took their date to this in the 70s. Right. So, uh, there's some kind of like, there's a, like, the landlady slash Mrs. Deer, that's her name, and Tom have this scheme where they get the estate worker 
They trick him into seeing all the the kids yes. in the house and saying that we don't. I mean, have it's one hundred and fifty dollars a kid. That's their motivation. They're they're going. Well, we don't have any kids motivation. ever run away, so they get paid a lot more for that. Yes. Yeah. This is where the weekend at Bernie's thing comes in. Right. Right. The state worker. I mean, we see Tom like place. Pull bodies out of a freezer and then place them in the infirmary. The infirmary and like cover them up to make it look like they're sick. Um, those are some came honestly down with the cold. Yeah, who came down with a cold? It was pretty good. I mean, so We're gonna freeze them to make sure they don't bleed out. She was. What was her deal? I don't know. Do y'all know what? What in the world was she? Had I think this we believe she was crazy. No, no. She had really? this belief that people who died before their time would eventually come back as long as you preserved the body. Xander's theory was that they were Satanists. Never con- never confirmed. Or denied. You know, or denied. <laughs> you know, fair enough, I guess. And then she you're like, why do they got her husband's body? I remember you saying lot. at one point, like, why do they got to um, make uh, the, the Satanists look like the bad guys? And I'm like, because you got to demonize the Satanist. <laughs> Which, I'll give you that one. That's pretty good. Um... <laughs> So, the, we know that the corruption runs deep in this county. I oh, mean, that's an understatement. Deep into our loins, too. Yep. Because Tom is like, makes all these crude jokes and makes advances at people. and Well, we'll get to his dirty acts later. Good old Tom. Um, so, Mrs. Deer acts like she's like, oh, I'm the, you know, the really nice matriarch and blah, blah, blah. But uh, Ellie goes out to meet the other kids and meets Branch, Bunch, Bunch. It's Bunch. Bunch. Who, uh... She's, like, the the things that establish is she's thirsty and 16. Yeah. And she says to Ellie, he's like, yeah, you see that guy over there? Yeah, that's Walter. He's my boyfriend. Goes and, and talks to Walter. She's 16, I'm almost 21. There's nothing, nothing going, going on, on there. Was Walter's response. <laughs> Which, you know, good on Walter. Good on Walter, for now. Yeah. Walter was a slab of beef. And Wrapped I mean, around every girl he met's finger. Yep. Yeah. Any girl that gave him a wink or some skin, he would, like, immediately fall for them. So his morals aren't that good. Look, look. What he had in muscles, he lacked in brains. <laughs> he's a he's a well, bear. The min- picture you see of him is shirtless, raking leaves. Uh, yes, <laughs> no, he was shirtless a lot in that movie. He liked taking off his shirt <laughs> or having his chest exposed. Yeah, I noticed that too. Was that a thing in the seventies? I, I mean, I Pro- most, most likely. I mean, apparently, but, uh, if you had hairy chest, you. you I mean, good. the best way to describe Walter is strong like bull, brain <laughs> like the pudding. <laughs> For real. <laughs> That man was not smart. So, Bunch, I'm going to keep calling her Branch for some reason. Uh, Bunch is like super jealous of I mean, I want to call her something else. Immediately. (laughs) Almost immediately. It's because Ellie's like, Ellie's pretty and kind of flirtatious. So they're like, ooh. She had a good teacher. Yeah. So she, uh, she really plays, they really play up the fact that Ellie can get whatever she wants, kind of with the... I mean, she tries to get whatever she wants with, you know, kind of flirting with people. Mm-hmm. And being a tease. Yeah. Um, but, and so... This is where the movie drags a little bit. Yeah. What? I mean, you got to have some other conflict, I guess. I mean... Well... I don't know. The... So, the social worker is walking around... And Ellie's Ellie's all introduced to everybody. She goes back inside. Oh, uh, we established that uh, Pete. He's this like string bean kid. He goes and like uh, the handyman catches him stealing a sandwich. Well, no, no, he he's poking handyman. his head in the fridge again. This is yeah. back when the um no 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 this was back when um he was putting the bodies in the infirmary as he's carrying one and an arm falls out of the bag. Here comes Pete down the stairs. I'm hungry. Pete, man. what you doing up? Well, I want to say I'm hungry. I, I want to. I didn't have enough to eat for supper. I'm, I'm hungry. hungry. I'm hungry. You leave. Leave now. Leave. Leave, or you'll never eat again. Fine. You don't have to get all angry. And walks away without seeing the clearly dead blue arm hanging out of a bag. I mean, how observant are you when you just got woken up in the middle of the night? 
You know, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, the bathroom lot, you'd be right away. I trip over stuff I know is there. <laughs> but, yeah. But. Uh, so, he, uh, Mrs. Deer goes, so, uh, there's a girl in the attic that she's, uh, she's in timeout. She's she tried being, to run away. She's she tried to run away. She's in timeout. And the social worker's like, oh, I don't need to see her. I don't need to see her. Excuse me? I mean. She's locked in the attic because she tried to run away as punishment. How, first off. He didn't ask, when did this happen, and how long ago? He didn't care. He just wanted to get in the pants. I know, but still. So, do your damn job. Corruption. It's called corruption. It's, if, e- it's easier not to do your job and get benefits than it is to just do your job. So, we, th- we find out... Orphanage also. Yeah. It's, it's not really an orphanage. It's a children's home. It's which a is, children's home because there's no intention of sending the kids to better homes. Yeah, and they keep, like, threatening, oh, they went to reform school, which... The reform school would have been safer for them. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, and go where? To reform school, anywhere, not here. Right, right. Uh, Mrs. Deer is, like, it's established that she's a bit of a di- disciplinary... She likes to discipline the kids, and she's the real The evil strict. headmaster, stepmother-y vibe. Yeah, for real. Um, and we find out the girl in the attic is being starved and uh, hasn't had water for days. days. So, that's fucked up. Quite. Quite, quite. Um, there's a lot of meandering and just kind of sh- dicking around in this movie. Well, Ellie explores and finds the uh, three bodies in the infirmary and tells the other kids about that and they go, no one's in the infirmary. You're crazy. There hadn't been anybody in the infirmary for weeks. Yeah. And I would have just been, huh? Then who was that? I What? I mean, <laughs> the only kids that really get any personality besides Ellie are Pete, who the only thing his personality is is I'm hungry. I'm hungry, Walter, but he's also only the only one with is, common sense. I'm muscles. Yeah, Walter, who's the muscles. And bunch. You mean the Beefcake bitch. McDimwit? Yeah. Well, exactly. The next thing is that it shows that Ellie and Bunch are uh, roommates. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Yeah, bunch would not have lasted five minutes in a Friday the 13th movie. Probably not, no. <laughs> Nor would have Walter. <laughs> the horny teenagers don't live long in these movies. Unfortunately, the horny teenagers live to the end. So we kind of play this game of like, okay, so we know there's a killer loose. Is it, like, who killed Ellie's mom? It turns into a whodunit. Yeah. It's less of a slasher, more of a murder mystery. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's, it's, I don't know, it's, I don't think the slasher formula was really nailed down at this point. No. Because there's not really a body count. There's not really, like, all the, the killer chasing the kids. There's not really any of the... There's no... Final girl circuit, finding all the dead bodies. Yeah, right, right. There, There is a bit of the... You could tell that the... This is definitely a prototype, because the tropes are there. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you got the horny teens. The you, horny teens, the oblivious law officers. Yeah, you got the... Uh, the creepy people to mislead. Yeah, you got all the red herrings of, like, who the killer is. You know. Like you said, it's more of a murder mystery with some, like slasher elements that it is like just they're a, starting to mold slashers right right this, this this slasher came out of the oven a little undercooked i believe i'd say this was early early 70s yeah it's 71, 71 so yeah but um well now that i think about it it's more like they over they over undercooked the slasher but they overcooked the rest of this movie because this movie is honestly really boring it is i, it I, I thought you were about to say lot. bland and tasteless yeah, that too. <laughs> it drags a lot. Like, the whole middle section of the movie is... You can just skip it, honestly. Just skip the middle section. You, you won't miss anything. It's a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Because you think it... Oh, is it the... I honestly forgot we were watching a horror movie at one point. <laughs> honestly, that's fair. It, it feels just like some weird drama. Yeah. Apparently, it's a full moon every night. It was a bunch of day for night, yeah. <laughs> Good old day for night. That made it kind of charming. Um, 
We had a really nice slap. We've had some good slaps on this well, show. What happens is, is that what the Tom problem? tricks Ellie into going into the uh, cellar with him because she says, "I'm going to help you escape." Oh yeah. And that's when he proceeds to try to. Uh, he pulls out her. a bottle of whiskey. Goes whiskey. That's the best escape, and then tries to take advantage. Yeah, he tries to rape her. I'm like, great. Good old tattling Walter to the rescue. Yeah. And she gets pissed at Walter. He's like, why'd you tell her, Mrs. Deer? I'm like, the alternative's worse. I don't know. I, Mrs. I don't Deer tries to fire Tom, and Tom's like, ah, I'm in too deep. You ain't getting rid of me. <laughs> I we now like, partners 50-50. You weren't paying me shit before. Now you're going to pay me to do this stuff. Yeah. The nice slap was when Ellie, like, full-palmed Tom in the face. No, it was Walter. Well, I mean, I Walter, because Walter said is, something. That was a nice slap. Walter was like, that's it. He that's talked it. crap about her mom. Or yeah, something yeah. Like that. Like, just he, he said everybody in town knew who who her mom well, was what? essentially, and he slapped her. So yeah, on no, the, no, on this I don't on know this, what you mean by good slap though? It was a good slap. We've seen some weak sauce on, slaps on, on this show. And it was good with the noise, the delivery, and all that. That's what makes on a good slap. Walter's end, unfazed, nothing, no movement, nothing. It's a bit of a middling slap when you put it like that. Well, in all fairness, Walter's uh, actor was not the best. I think no. the actor, <laughs> I, honestly, it comes down. It's it probably as good he was as clearly the hired at the beginning to be Walter because he was beefy. <laughs> yes, both of you are correct. It wasn't as bad as the nurse at the beginning, who thankfully only had two lines. <laughs> she had two scenes and two lines, and it was bad. And both lines were in the first seat. Yep. <laughs> and was he probably was hired because he flexed at the director, and the director's like, "Yep, put him in the movie." Uh, a lot of bad acting no, can no. come down to bad directing, and that was definitely true with this movie because you can tell. Oh yeah, the director didn't give them any any like, anything to work with. No, the script wasn't all that I good mean, either. For the casting of Walter, this is probably what happened. Mm. They're like, all right, next. Take off your shirt. You're on. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was a very long casting call. <laughs> um, so on the scale of nice slaps, where would you say this this rates? Eh, six out of ten. Six out of ten? I so, rated about a five out of ten. So is it better than the Hercules slap? No, the Hercules slap was pretty good. It's definitely not as good as the... Uh, oh, the one from uh, A Special Day. day was, that was, that a was a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 slap. I gotta leave this one up. Better than uh, better than Lois Lane. <laughs> that was a touch. Uh, so, <laughs> back back onto the plot. Less uh, of a slap and more of a gentle caress. Yeah, for real. Uh, I wrote down, I can't wait for somebody to end up dead. And that didn't happen until the end of the movie. Uh, well, no. Yes. Rest in peace, social worker. Oh, yeah. Social worker. That's right. That's the only other one to die. Yeah. And, and Tom and the woman. No. No, they're, they're presumed. Just, no, they get arrested. They're, yeah. No, they just got closed into a freezer. freezer. They didn't you know die. how long it takes somebody to die in a freezer? That's fair. They'll, they'll uh, dehydrate quicker. And than the dude's going to come, and the officer's going to come tell them, and they're going to get arrested. He's just... Jesus. God damn, that is... I'd not know. We'll get to that, J.D. Don't worry. No! Uh, <laughs> people definitely had a lot more patience back in the day for aimless bullshit. Because that's definitely what this movie was. It's just a bunch of aimless bullshit. Yeah, and I don't understand why they threw her in the shed to get the suitcase that the severed hand of Ernest was put in... To that Tom put there. That Tom put there just for her to slide it slightly under the bed with it still half hanging out and nobody noticed. That was funny, actually, that you pointed out. <laughs> like, she didn't put it all the way under the bed. I'm like, yeah, good job hiding, Ellie. <laughs> just to pull it out later, open it, scream, and then run away. And the next thing that happened was the uh, cat fight. Oh, yeah, uh, Bunch gets, like, way too jealous. And to be fair, Ellie provoked her. Yep. Ellie was trying to be like the big sister and Bunch wasn't having any of it. Leads to cat fight. And then Bunch hatches this scheme that she's gonna tell uh, 
Walter. What do you mean? She hatches a scheme that rolls uh, down to statutory rape. Pete. Pete. Pete tells Pete to go tell Walter to go meet her in the shed because she has something special that you gotta believe. You gotta see to believe. So Walter goes, okay. I mean, poor Pete. (laughs) And then tells, uh, go tell Ellie to come in ten minutes later. Basically, the 16-year-old exposed herself to the almost 20-year-old, and that worked. Because the next scene is them uh, laying down together. Laying down together. You didn't see anything. You don't see anything. Her back is to the camera, and she's wearing like a bikini bottom. And he's still wearing his jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Like, nothing happened. It's clear nothing happened. I Honestly, I like to. It's way better in my brain for them that Bunch just went. All right, just lay down with me. It'll be funny prank. That's pretty much it. Let I her hope go, so. Walter. Yeah, let her go. The closest thing to nudity is bareback. And fa- <laughs> wow, phrasing. <laughs> oh, you really wanted to see the sixteen-year-old, didn't you? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, thank God. <laughs> You know the actor wasn't 16, but was portrayed as 16 in the movie. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows in the 70s, yeah. Fair enough. With how creepy these people were. In a lot of the, uh, slashers, like Halloween and Friday the 13th, there's a lot of underage. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Because, yeah, we we won't get into that. I've, uh, I've... That's a different subject. Yes. Different subject for a different time. I'm not saying that time. I wanted nudity in the movie. I'm just saying... That was what it was. Yeah. It was what it was. Um, I actually ran out of notes just because it was so dull. Like, uh, I stopped taking notes. The, but, look, so, if this... Like, look. If, if this movie was an oatmeal, it would be original. <laughs> that's fair. The next thing that happens in the movie <laughs> is that... Ellie freaks out about it and she says, you know what, I'm going to run away. I'm going to leave. And Walter goes, I'm going to tell Mrs. Deer about it. You can't make her leave, Mrs. Deer. And Mrs. Deer goes, all right, she ain't going to leave and locks her in the room. And that lasts all of five seconds. That lasts. That lasted uh, for a little while. She said, I'm going to go tell the cops. And then they locked her in the room and then they decided, oh, it's time for Ellie to go get a cold. Hmm. The random guy just moving around the building in a plaid shirt and an Uncle Fester mask. <laughs> yeah, that, we forgot about Uncle Fester. We did. There's there's a mysterious guy with a claw hammer going around like scaring Ellie. Honestly, just scaring Ellie. Yeah, Ellie's the only one who sees him. That's why they're convinced it was a nightmare. Yeah. And we don't know who he is, and it's implied he's the killer because of what Ellie's story was. Yeah, the killer of Ellie's mother. Yes. And so we're like, okay, maybe this guy is like, is he Tom? Is he Walter? He's built we we thought it was Walter. Walter at one point when um, Tom couldn't find his hammer. Yeah, after the cat fight, Tom comes in and goes, hey, Ellie, did you see my hammer? You were the last one to have it. it. She goes, no, I put it down in, I put it with you in the cellar. He's like, it's not there. Well, and we're like, oh shit. And she goes, oh, it isn't? Yeah. <laughs> well, we can't <laughs> see that face. But she... I, I know, I know, just that I thought my voice implied yeah, yeah. Huh? It, it isn't. Was, yeah. <laughs> but like, so, is it Mrs. Shattered as he was? That dude was currently standing over her while she so was sleeping. The social worker comes and goes, "All right, you've been lying to me. I've heard that several kids have tried to run away. Well, they've locked her in the. I'm going to go freezer do, at this point. I'm going to go do a. That's a good uh, point. Whole house inspection. Yeah. Yeah. Before he got there, though, they. She tries to make a break for it. This is where the um, suitcase, the hand of Tom, the hand of um, Ernest comes in play. And then she tries to escape from Tom and runs She's into the attic. She's the only one who saw the suitcase. Aside from Tom coming back in and going, oh shit. <laughs> and the camera work was so bad, it kind of looked like Tom didn't see it and just went, oh, Ellie isn't here. But they get her, I forget how they get her in the freaking freezer. Well, oh, all no. that happens is, is that, uh, she runs out of room. She hears Tom come up the steps. So she runs into the attic where she encounters the plaid man with the un- mask. F- looks like trying to kill the, the girl uh, in the attic. attic. Yeah, because yeah, they still kept her up there. Still kept her up there. So she runs out and runs right into Tom, 
who proceeds to grab her and almost and, um, like gag her with a um a, uh, a bandana dish rag. Yeah, it, it looked more like a bandana. It was a dish rag. It was a he dish was, rag. He grabbed it from the kitchen and drag her into the cellar. But good old boy Pete, best character in this freaking movie, raiding right the, the fridge. <laughs> that doesn't look right. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna raid the fridge. Huh? What's going on over there? And that was a great shot where it's showing Ellie getting like gagged and taken down to the basement. And, and Pete just goes, Pete's little head just goes, <laughs> just around the corner. And then he follows him down there and goes, he's doing the cellar. I'm going to go tell the one person who's going to help me. Hey, Bud. Hey, Bud. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I'm pretty sure Walter would have been better held. No, Walter would have gone, Mrs. Deer, Tom shoved her in the fridge. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know who he could have gone to. Any other kid from the orphanage. They didn't have a personality. They could have done something. No personality is better than Bunch's personality. You know, that's fair. Uh, Of course, the next scene is them in the cellar while they're... uh, And he goes... It has uh, Pete trying to break into the cellar. With some weak-ass pry bar. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the the weakest (laughs) pry bar I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. And which Tom goes, What you doing down here? Get out of here. That's when the inspectors Why was he so hell bent on getting in there? I would have said, Oh, it's Pete. He's just hungry all the time. That's a good excuse. It's our meat cellar. It's a meat cellar. Pete, he's always trying to raid the fridge. Yeah. And then the inspector would have been like, Oh, okay. Done. Or she would have been like, Miss Bunch, you gotta feed that Pete kid some some a sandwich. He's a string bean. Or like huh. That's strange. But, nah, checks out. Yeah, like, instead, but, Tom goes, Huh, wouldn't you like to know kind of deal. Yep, and then it he goes... less of a wouldn't you like to know and more of a, ah, kids. Kids, that's just a meat seller. You know what? I want to look inside there. I want the key. Well, go get it. I'll be right back. <laughs> he wants in the cellar. Well, we'll put him there. <laughs> Which was a great line. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that means... Literally the li- not like exactly the line, but what the line is. That man's dead. <laughs> so yeah, they get down there and they open the cellar. And there's Ellie like passed out. Freezing and passed out. And he goes, oh no. And then Cleaver to the back. Cleaver to the back. And he puts the best face of, Ooh. He's like, <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> it was a bark for sure. It's hard to, oh, that reminds me of a great line. I'll get to that in a second. It's more like a, the penguin. Like, you know that, the one that had the weird, the sharp teeth, the long nose, and the actual flipper hands, that live action movie one? I don't know. Where he's like, yeah, 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 Oh, Danny DeVito <laughs> penguin? Yes, yeah. Danny DeVito penguin. So. <laughs> that, that noise. That, yeah. speaking, speaking of barking, that made me a great line. Oh, uh, uh, when the line, the call of Bunch's mother. Yes. So, uh, everyone, after the, when, Tom separates Bunch and Ellie after the cat fight. Bunch is like, well, everyone in town knew who your mom was, but who's your dad? And Ellie goes, well... The only thing we knew about your mom was she was... She had four four legs legs and and barked. Actually, the line wasn't everybody knew about your mom. No, it's everybody knows about your father, but what about your mom? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Yeah, it it was, but it was great. She messed up her line. (laughs) Yeah. After they uh, killed the inspector guy, uh, we had a full-on who's the killer fight. Because the the guy in the mask shows up. Shows up, then it cuts to... We had a hammer versus cleaver fight. And Tom goes, who the hell are you? And there's like a weird like standoff where they're doing the rumba. Like a gorilla trying to do a mating dance. It, honestly, <laughs> yes. With a lot less chest and, beating. Uh, yes. Mrs. Deer was like, I'm gonna go grab the crappy crowbar. <laughs> and then back away. And then yell at Ellie. And then let her get away. And then Ellie goes out and says, Pete. And Pete's like, oh, you got out. <laughs> and then it shows Walter. And we're like, well, it's not Walter. So I, crossed, I was like, it's not Mrs. Deer, because she's sitting there, and there's the there's the no, guy in the mask. And it's not it's Walter. And Ellie goes, you know what? This is my chance. I'm gonna run. And she books it. And Pete goes, come on, guys. It's time to go. Let's go. Come on. And Walter goes, where are we going to go, Pete? And I'm like, dude, anywhere, anywhere else. But anywhere but here. <laughs> Literally anywhere. God, Walter, you're dumb. So, uh, 
the killer guy in the mask the hits uh Tom over the head with the, the claw head. hammer, and Mrs. After Deer like intense. And Mrs. Deer wraps that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you can't it. you can't forget about the intense seventies grappling. <laughs> like, not even Mrs. Fighting. Deer looks at the uh, guy in the mask, and he runs after uh, Ellie. So Mrs. Deer grabs Tom by his feet and goes clearly concussed. At this point. Drags him into the freezer and goes, "He's like, don't leave me in here, don't." Don't no. worry, we'll just keep you cold. Oh, just freeze the your blood. Just leave the bleeding. We'll keep you fresh. Don't kill me. She's like, you're in here with all your friends. friends. And then the attic girl, girl closes the door on and her. And it cuts to the attic girl closing the door and, and locking it. And it cuts it. to her hands and she locks that. That was amazing. And Mrs. Deer goes, <laughs> Yeah. So, so they're locked in the freezer. And then comes to the best part of the movie. Oh, oh God. God. So... So we get the killer slash the guy in the mask. We'll just call him the guy in the mask. The guy in the mask is chasing Ellie. Ellie's like, don't kill me. Uh, she takes the exact same route Ernest took. <laughs> finds Ernest. <laughs> finds poor green Ernest. Screams. Gets Advanced caught by decom- Amber Ernest. Like, jeez. Like, yes. he's been there for months kind of deal. Yeah, we already know this. And, um... <laughs> proceeds to go, please don't kill me, don't kill me. And then we get the flash of... Her confessing to killing your mother and the other guy and setting the house on fire, but she actually didn't kill the other guy. Yeah, and the key the other detail that gave away. her away is that she knew a claw hammer was used. And the reason why we're still counting as that guy is dead is because the um, when he pulls off the mask and it's, ah, Detective Pedo. Good old Detective Dad Pedo. Because it turns yeah, out... it turns out... <laughs> turns out Ellie... Well, uh, he's yeah. like, he gives her the ultimatum of yeah, hold up, hold up. So it turns out he figured out based on how she told her story and the guy in the bed survived for a little bit. He crawled away but still died. Uh, there was no way anyone else except the killer would know that a claw hammer was used. And Ellie kept having nightmares of seeing a person use the hammer to kill him. Yeah, she, he found it weird that she knew see the, the hammer in her was. nightmares if she never saw it. Yeah, she should have, yeah. She should have crafted a better story, is I think what we're getting at. And, and then he gives to... her the ultimatum of marry me or go to jail. Marry me or get killed. Yeah, marry me or get the death penalty or marry me or life in prison. Yeah. And it ends with uh, her delivering going, the line. He was like, oh, didn't I tell you? I was, I was the... the first person to sleep with your mother. Which Ellie before had said that the first person who slept with her got her mother got pregnant. her mother pregnant and she, she was born. pissed she was pissed because she couldn't be a she couldn't be a prostitute while she was pregnant yeah, yeah. so and then it cuts it doesn't cut it just shows Ellie maniacally laughing and then credits so shit's fucked I think she killed I like to think that they got married and then like she on, married F killed him yes absolutely I don't even want to follow that story anymore, anymore. Yeah, shit's fucked. <laughs> I'm glad this thing didn't have sequels. Okay. Oh, glad. glad. Oh, my God. All right. So, yeah. in this show, we have two end segments. And I'll give you some grace because you hadn't actually been on it. Yeah, not a problem. So, our first end segment is high, a game of higher or lower. I look up the critical Rotten Tomatoes score. And you're going to tell me a number. And I'm going to tell you higher and lower. We use the audience, actually, not the critical. So let me find that Rotten Tomato score while you think of a number. How does Rotten Tomato score work? Percentages I mean, you know, out of 100. Yeah, it's, ah. it's since you're the uh, new guest, you get to go first. Alrighty. Give me one second for it to load. Alright, we got the audience score. 13.5. Uh, I'll round you up to 14. It's only whole numbers. Oh, only whole numbers than 13. 13? Higher. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 47. Lower. The audience gave it a 21%. Ooh, I gave it too high. Yeah, you're a little too generous. <laughs> uh, I, I 100% agree with that assessment. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good assessment. What, you don't agree with my 13? <laughs> Ugh. So, all right. Our next segment is our final verdict. And... Instead of throwing tomatoes at chucking pumpkins. We are going to... 
I'm going to ask you a question, and usually I say, are you going to throw your tomatoes or are you going to pick, put them in your pocket? Uh, the throwing tomatoes is the bad one. But for our spooky segments, I am going to say, will you be punting your pumpkins or you'll, will you be putting them on your front porch? We'll start with Xander. Well, I'm definitely, uh, instead of punting it, going to get one of those uh, pumpkin catapult things and using that. Because <laughs> this movie was terrible. Your pumpkin cannon over there. It was, <laughs> its story was not well written. It was shot kind of good, but it drug a lot. Yes. And it's undertones, and it just it didn't age well. It, it just isn't a good movie. J.D.? Uh, so, um, how far can I punt this pumpkin? Because that's as far as I'm punting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this thing is going over next overseas. I'm punting it that hard. <laughs> like, screw this movie. I mean, you can say fuck. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> so, uh, I'm agreeing. We're all in agreement here. Um... I'm going to punt this pumpkin. It, it This pumpkin is rotten. It's very rotten. It did not age well. It wasn't shot very well. It's too damn dark. Not in content, but in like actually being able to see half the things that are going on. Like anything that went on at night, actors mumbled see. a lot. You really had to watch this with subtitles. Yes. Yeah, no, we had to put on subtitles. Yeah. It, it was not good, and uh, honestly, don't watch it. All right, since nobody has anything to promote... Uh, I'll start. So you can find me on Twitter at ChoNinja21. That is C-H-O-Ninja2 and 1. You can also find this podcast on Twitter at Tomatoes Podcast. Uh, you can also find this podcast uh, pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Uh, specifically at Podbean. That's throwingtomatoespodcast.podbean.com. We're also on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Play. If you like uh, what you're hearing and you want to help us out, please leave a review. Uh, give us five stars. Uh, leave a comment. You know, anything to help out to get over the algorithm. All right. Well, I am here with a very special guest. We got uh, Cake, a.k.a. Caleb. How you doing? Doing good. How about you? I'm all right, man. So uh, how about you pick our movie for us? Oh, boy. <laughs> so go ahead and go to Google and pull up... Uh, just say random number generator and uh hopefully my phone lasts that long there we go all right nope it didn't cool <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll pull an audible you can borrow mine <laughs> we're off to flying freaking start already exactly oh. thank you all right all right so <laughs> put the range from i looked at this before so i wouldn't mess it up but it didn't happen uh, 1931 to 2012. And tell me that number. You said 1931. 31. 31 to 2012. That number is 1941. Uh-oh. 1941. Oh, We've got 10 movies here. Oh, boy. All right, so 1 to 10. 1. That is The Wolfman, the classic Wolfman. All right, so tune in next time for uh, the classic Universal Monster movie, The Wolfman, right here on Throwing Tomatoes.